As always, it is my pleasure that you join me for today's podcast of Second Chance Coaching. My name is Dr. Richard Lewis. If you'd be so kind as to leave me a rating and your feedback, I would very much appreciate it, and it will help others like you to optimally discover this podcast wherever you listen to this and your other favorite podcast. As you know, at Second Chance Coaching, we focus on seeing everyday life through the eyes of the returning citizen and highlighting the resiliency of the human spirit. I would love to work with you one-on-one, whether you're a returning citizen or coaching client seeking your second chance, or you're a representative of a business, college, or university seeking to integrate and support returning citizens in your respective organizational and learning environments. Please feel free to contact me via email at richard at secondchancecoaching.com or via Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Welcome to episode five of season three of Second Chance Coaching. I am very excited that you joined us for this week. My hope is everything is going well on your side of the world. Everything is going well on this side of the world here in sunny Hollywood, Florida. I would like to welcome all of our returning listeners and welcome all of our new listeners here in the United States of America and all over the world. We'd like to welcome our new listeners from the country of Libya. We're excited to have you join us and look forward to having you stay with us. Today, we will talk about a subject that affects all of us, and that is procrastination. Now, procrastination doesn't mean you're a bad person. It really happens to all of us. We can procrastinate about going to the gym, cleaning the house, getting the oil changed in the car, hitting the snooze alarm to get ready for work, studying for a test, writing a paper, returning a phone call or a text or an email, having a tough conversation. I'm sure you've had bouts with procrastination on all these subjects. I've had my bouts with procrastination on these subjects and a whole lot more, including podcast production days. (laughs) Sometimes we try to record two to three podcasts at a time and put some in the can and getting those production days done. Sometimes it can be long days and and the option to procrastinate is a whole lot better (laughs) than sometimes going through the processes. And all of these processes, I really wish I had a clone or an assistant that could handle these subjects and tasks and chores. But ultimately, when we get past the procrastination bug, we will feel a whole lot better on the other side. That always happens. However, when the new quote unquote to-do list or to-do items come up or the challenge comes about, procrastination always seems to cast its long shadow or rear its ugly head. Now, A common misconception about procrastination is that it's a time management problem, that you really can't manage your time, and it really isn't. According to the Harvard Business Review, procrastination is really a mechanism we utilize to combat negative feelings we have about a certain task. Now, what would make a task for us procrastination worthy? Once again, the Harvard Business Review states that procrastination worthy tasks can have one or a combination of, or sometimes all of the following characteristics. The task could be boring. It could be frustrating. We could find it difficult. The task could be unclear or ambiguous. It could be unstructured. 
we don't find the task fun or it could lack significant meaning for us. Now, think about some of the tasks I outlined earlier, like going to the gym, studying for a test, writing a paper, cleaning up. All of these tasks and numerous others can fall into the characteristics we can associate with the triggers leading to procrastination. Now, let's look at the reentry journey. Now, when one is incarcerated once, and once time is getting shorter, an ongoing discussion that I've, that in my position I had with myself and certainly I had with others will be, what will you do when you go home? Even in that time for me over 20 years ago, I wrote down in my notebook everything I was excited about and all the things I would do when I got home. I certainly wanted to get my Microsoft certification, among other things. And even when I got home, I did accomplish building my own desktop computer that lasted for a good long time. But when I got home, between juggling pounds of mail and finances and most of all family relationships and work release parole obligations, it didn't take long to get overwhelmed very quickly. And some of those characteristics that lead to procrastination was present, such as frustration and, and difficulty and lack of structure. As I generally discussed, my initial part of my reentry journey, I was able to conquer it. And I sh and 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 I and I'll share some of the some of those specific strategies in which I was able to do that. Now, another situation that tackled me big time was going back to school. And although it seems like those of you who've known me personally <laughs> that I've been in school forever, it was really a short window of time in six years from 2012 to 2018. I was in school consistently pursuing two degrees during that time period, but before that. I wasn't in school since 1996. When I started my second tour of graduate school, there were a lot of changes to how school was going down. From course delivery, I remember in graduate school, courses used to meet twice a week and they would have, and the classes would last 14 to 16 weeks for the entire semester. And then now classes were meeting once a week for truncated uh, versions of the term from eight to 10 weeks where they'd be blended online and there's an accelerated rate of completion of those courses. And then of course, research tools from an actual physical library to online research databases and online library systems and learning management systems. And of course, our famous friend Google <laughs> would always would be, would be present as far as how one would get schoolwork done. Now, as I said about writing papers, it was really an adjustment to writing papers again, going back to APA format. Uh, it was MLA and Turabian for the most part when I was writing papers before, um, doing discussion posts and things of that nature through learning management systems. It was really a, a, just a different world. But for someone who had not been in school, for, like myself, for 16 years, it was a recipe for lots of periods of procrastination to be manifested. Now, the first semester in which I returned to school, I had a lot of great classmates that I was able to follow their lead in how they did things. You know, they had been in the school for a while. And in my first 10 week term, I only took one class, which was good. So it was a good way to take, you know, go through the pace and, and set the pace for myself, even though it was accelerated. And I did pretty well. You know, I had some procrastination moments, you know, I was able to coast a little bit, but I did pretty well. I got a B plus in that first course. So I was happy about that. Now, in the next 10 week time period, I had an employee benefits class and that subject was a little more difficult, which built frustration. 
certainly led to procrastination and thinking I could coast through different aspects of the class and didn't have to do apply all the effort that I needed to do and just to get through the bare minimum in, in some regards as far as the work was concerned. Now, we were preparing for our first test for this class. And then it was a little difficult having that test. And I thought I could get away with it, like I said, with cramming and coasting and procrastinating in my studies. You know, it was it was it was uh, something I said, OK, I can get through this part. And then after the after the test, we had the, our next class the following week. And when I walked into that next class, apparently the whole class struggled. I can't say the whole class procrastinated. I know what I was doing, but the whole class struggled with the test. So the professor put on the whiteboard and announced that he graded the, the test on a curve. And he said the lowest grade with the curve was a grade of 57. And the highest grade with the curve was a grade of an 84. Now, at that point, I didn't think, as a matter of fact, let's just say, I know I, did, I wasn't the one who got the 84. But I felt really bad for whoever got a 57. As you know, in graduate school, you're only allowed two C's as, a, as final course grades before you're dismissed. When you get the first C, they put you on probation, on academic probation, that is. And I felt like whoever got that 57 would have to have a deep hole to dig out of. That's going to be a tough one. So the professor started returning the papers to everyone. And then, loaded, and to my surprise, the poor student who got the 57 was me. <laughs> now, that was certainly a wake-up call. And I knew that procrastinating and coasting was no longer going to be an option in this class and in my remaining time in graduate school. I took a great deal of proactive steps to avoid procrastination at that point. And I ended up getting a great grade in the class and succeeding in the program. Now, I incorporated some, some steps that I'll share with you, and then there's some other steps that I found to fight procrastination on a website called productivityist.com. So that's productivityist.com. And these are some great steps. Like I said, I incorporated some of these steps in 2012, and these 10 steps I found really could be a great look to combating procrastination. So let's take a look at some of them. The first step. Create a to-do list with specific deadlines. A lot of us have to-do lists, but not just a to-do list, but have a to-do list with deadlines like Tuesday by noon to create that sense of urgency to get that stuff done. Number two, you want to break the bigger projects into manageable chunks. For example, in school, we would have a lot of reading assignments in graduate school, and sometimes you'd have to read like 50 or 60 pages in preparation for school, for, in preparation for class for the next week or, or the discussion post. Now, instead of reading 50 pages in one Saturday, Saturday study session, I would just say, you know what, let me just do 10 pages a night before I go to bed so that when Saturday comes, I'm not trying to cram it all in at one time. Number three, set aside some time and space for work. Set the time and space to do work without distractions. So if you're at home, set aside a quiet space to do that work, whatever that work is. Or if, if, it's, if we're talking about school like I was, we could go to the library and really have that quiet place and really set that time and place to establish that this is when work is being done. And definitely put away those cell phones. And that leads to number four, removing distractions. 
no cell phones, no social media, no internet, none of that stuff while you're trying to get the work done. One of the things that I found helpful for me is definitely getting the Bose or the Sony noise-canceling headphones and having soothing music play to create a sense of mental isolation to really get me into the work in which I was doing. Number five, tackle the hard stuff first. Getting the harder things out of the way and getting that off the list, it creates a sense of confidence and momentum that you can really get things done. And then, of course, as you get down further your, further on your list, the things that are lighter in weight, so to speak, are going to be done with ease. You'll be fine. Number six, do one thing at a time. We always talk about multitasking. I've come to realize multitasking is a mythical skill set that we love to market. We love to say that that's what we do. But the tried and true method is really just knocking things out one step at a time, one at a time. Number seven, reward yourself with breaks. When you're doing the when you're doing the to do's with urgency, take strategic breaks. And then sometimes you have to get up from the desk and stretch, refresh your mind and your body and take strategic breaks in order to be able to really recollect your thoughts. And, and that'll really help you tackle those tasks even with more fire, with, with a refreshed mind, refreshed body. And those strategic breaks really do help. But don't take them too long. <laughs> Number eight, try the two-minute rule. And this is a great psychological trick of completing it, of telling yourself, I need to complete this task in two minutes or less, or working on a task in two-minute intervals. It really does make a difference. Number nine, let go of perfectionism. I remember when I was working on my dissertation, I was always told a good dissertation is a done dissertation. It doesn't have to be a perfect dissertation. This has to be a completed one. Don't let perfectionism get in the way of the good or the complete. Now, there are definitely times that you have to pay attention to details to take care of business, and I get that, but rarely is perfectionism going to be required. So let go of the perfectionism. And number 10, make yourself accountable. Set up a system to make yourself accountable in the time frame you're looking to get things done. So that always goes back to number one, you know, have a to-do list with specific deadlines. Now, in making yourself accountable, you can get yourself an accountability partner where you could have a study partner or a study group, or if, you, if it's the gym, a workout partner, somebody that's going to keep you accountable as far as what it is that you're doing. Now, in season one, we had an episode called New Beginnings, and we talked about the utilization of the vision board. It's a great method of accountability because, you, like I said in that episode, you can see the tasks right in front of you every day as you're getting those done. Now, these 10 steps could really help to overcome procrastination. So don't feel guilty about procrastinating. You could get out of it by following these steps, and, and, and following these steps and getting out of procrastination really will optimize your reentry journey and your life journey. I certainly want to thank my old college roommate for giving me an idea on this topic. It's, it's a great topic. I really enjoyed this week's topic. And if you have a topic of interest, email me, call me, let me know. I could tackle it and I could research it and tackle it and talk about it on Second Chance Coaching. And hey, it could be a topic that you and I could talk about on the podcast and address the subject together. Thank you again for joining me again on Second Chance Coaching. Have a great week. Take care of everything on your side of the world. 
and I look forward to us getting together again next week. Thank you again for joining us here at Second Chance Coaching. In addition to coaching services for individuals and businesses, I'm also available for speaking engagements and workshops on criminal justice reentry, human resources, as well as organizational culture and leadership. Feel free to email me at richard at secondchancecoaching.com, as well as connect with me on Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Remember, every day you are given this opportunity for your second chance, and I know you'll make the best of it. I love you all, and I look forward to connecting with you next time here at Second Chance Coaching.